This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So, if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. So I really just want to get your opinion on this. What if, at the end of Money in the Bank, instead of Brock Lesnar coming out and grabbing the briefcase, it's actually Eugene? Eugene? Eugene. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I might have received it a little bit better than the way I did with Brock, perhaps. I would have. Yeah. I absolutely would have. I, I could I could tell that you probably would have received it better than with, <laughs> than with Brock. See, the best thing about that, I think, would have been the memes. Yeah. There would have been, a, there would have been some great memes. Yeah, it would have been a classic moment. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, who would you have Eugene face, Kofi or, or Seth? I think if you actually want <laughs> if you want to make it into like an actually decent storyline, yeah. I would probably say uh, Kofi would do that a little bit better. Yeah. I think just because I don't know, Seth is on this this like serious kick, you know, like maybe, and, and I think Kofi could could uh, maybe make it a little funnier. I don't know. Yeah, it's just thoughts popping into my head yeah you know? you know what thoughts are popping into my head right now what's that this episode of headlock talk ladies and gentlemen we are back oh snap oh snap <laughs> indeed uh i am of course uh your host the texas gentleman tanner pruitt <laughs> whoa yeah <laughs> trying something new this week i like it yeah. okay the texas gentleman that totally caught me off guard i'm so sorry no, that's good. Yeah, I, feel, good. I feel fresh yeah yeah okay. you know, i'm gonna try like that out texas gentleman uh, yeah i'm gonna yeah, it's a new gimmick i'm going with here Fair enough and then of course you sir you are the one and only mr steven grudy i am hello hello steven yeah um 
So just right off the top here, of course, um, obviously we, we're going to cover the Money in the Bank review, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if that intro gave you any hint on uh, how we thought of the show, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to find out. We are, right? yeah. Um, it's 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 my fourth year wedding anniversary today. Hey! So happy anniversary to me. Happy anniversary, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, totally. just, just kidding. Happy anniversary to my lovely wife. Mrs. Headlock Talk. Yes. Uh, you know, she's away at a concert right now in San Antonio, so she's having a blast. Nice. nice. Yeah. So, like so, so happy wedding anniversary, Michelle. I hope yeah. you're enjoying your, your your concert. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do just want to point out, um, Yeah. last week's episode, uh, if you listened to it, we did point out at the top that we had some technical difficulties. Um, we are back. They seem to be fixed. We are good. Uh yeah, just wanted to point that out. Uh, that 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 was a one-time thing. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. We we we're back in business. Obviously, everything's working just fine right now. Yeah. So, um, with that said, I I just kind of want to get your initial thoughts, Stephen, mm-hmm. on on money in the bank. Um, it was something. Yeah, it was definitely something. Um, it, it's one of the weaker WWE pay-per-views that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, really. I don't know. Even the even the best parts of the show were just kind of lackluster, in my opinion. Um, and then on top of that, there was a lot that I uh, really could have done without. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some good moments for sure. Yeah, and we're, we'll dive deeper into it. I mean, there, I definitely have some highlights, and we'll point those out as we go. Um, yeah, it just seemed to be a. I think we anticipated a lot more from the show than what we got in return. I think yeah. there were certain spots where the action was great, and then just other parts of it were a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the results, you know, I, I think could have been better. Um, but let's let's take a dive into yeah. it and see what's going on here. Yeah. So Money in the Bank actually started with uh, the opener the pre- on the pre-show was Eric Rowan versus uh, Eric Bro- Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan versus the Usos, mm. uh, which uh, we we kind of caught midway through. The action seemed fine at first, mm-hmm. um, but forgive me, I was under the impression at first that this was for the ti- the, the tag team titles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, because I think the Usos beat Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan on SmackDown previously yeah. Uh, yeah okay so i thought that was going to be like hey now that they beat them in the non-title match they're going to make this one for the titles right but that was not the case yeah yeah it, it was kind of weird I, I think that we would have had a better handle on it if we didn't catch it halfway through right um possibly actually yeah. hold on i think daniel bryan and eric rowan actually won on smackdown so they had gotcha this match i think i don't know how they planned this out oh it was, it was kind of weird but yeah. I, I think if it was going to be for the the belts it would be on the main card i would hope so you know but i swear i thought it was going to be for the titles Anyway, I mean, it was definitely a good back-and-forth match from everything that we saw. Mm. And, like I said, we came in, like, right about midway through it. Um, the, uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso beat Dana Bryan and Eric Rowan. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine at this point now that they should be in line for a title shot. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see if that comes to fruition. We'll have to wait and see if this uh, this win means anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know that there's a real 50-50 shot with that. Steve. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, um, following that, um, uh, the, the the actual 
Money in the Bank opened uh, with the women's uh, Money in the Bank mm-hmm. ladder match uh, for the women's championship shot. Um, so we had Bailey versus Carmella versus Dana Brooke versus Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose. Uh, Sonya Deville was at ringside. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi, uh, Natalia, and Nikki Cross were also in the match. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was just—I thought this was fine. At, you know, for the most part, yeah, it was—it was good. Um, Carmella got injured early on and was helped out to the back. Uh, Steven's giving some air quotes here. I mean, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, so she was helped out to the back. Fine action. Mm-hmm. Pretty good at first, or, or throughout the match. Um, there was this spot where, like, Naomi, they had four girls holding up two of the ladders. Yeah. And Naomi, like, ran across them and gave mm-hmm. a kick. That was a really cool spot. There was a pretty cool spot. A-, a lot of it seemed very coordinated. I'm sure they did a lot of practicing yeah. uh, beforehand. Yeah. Um, which I think is fine. I, I think that you should plan <laughs> ladder matches yeah, yeah. Uh, to make it seem a bit more organized. But uh, where they kind of lost me here, and, and maybe I'm just the only one, and, and maybe I'm not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they had Carmella come back right. from her quote-unquote injury, um, and she was selling the leg, it was taped up, it was fine. But she like comes out, and she, I she uses her bad leg to super kick yeah. Manny Rose, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so you super kicked her, and then she no-sold super kicking with the bad leg. And, and then, like, ran with, with like... Right. Yeah. It, which is like, and I know that she's not the only one on the roster who does that. Mm-hmm. I know there are other people, but it's just one of those nitpicky things about me, I guess. My yeah. OCD kicks no, in. I mean, the, the weird thing about it for me, I, I'm, I agree with you on okay. this point. It was, it was kind of strange. Uh, I think the match honestly would have been better without it. Just because, you know, at Money in the Bank, it's, it's a pay-per-view. You want to see something big. And with them setting up that angle, it, it almost set up for Carmella to win, right? Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's cool that it's like, oh... We're not going to do what you think we're going to do. Yeah, but, swerve. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if you're not going to have Carmella win, then why even take time away from the match to try to sell this injury yeah. and try to sell this angle and have Carmella not even win? Yeah. You know? I mean, the the finish here was um, Sonya Deville played an important part. She hoisted Mandy Rose on her shoulders and climbed the ladder, so we all got to see how... Much of a, a feat of strength, Sonya Deville. Oh yeah, you know, was able to do. She <laughs> hoisted her again on her shoulders mm-hmm. and climbed up a ladder. Which I mean, that's stuff that firefighters do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so she hoisted up um, Mandy Rose, and um, they were met at the top of the ladder by Bailey, mm-hmm. who sprinted up the ladder, knocked off Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, and then claimed the briefcase for mm-hmm. herself. Uh, so. Um, an interesting post-match interview followed where, you know, she mentioned Sasha Banks, and it was, I kind of got tipped off a little bit, tipped, not ticked. Um, I looked at you right after, <laughs> right as she said Sonia, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks' name, and I kind of thought, okay, well, are they going to reintroduce Sasha, or have they cleared up all the issues, or was it just like, hey, Obviously, Sasha's still under contract with us. We could talk about her all we want. Right. Uh, but we, we haven't seen Sasha Banks come back as of yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, would you expect to see Sasha Banks back? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, before this, it was kind of up in the air um, for me, but I think after this, definitely, I do see her coming back. Mm-hmm. Just because you know, Vince doesn't let a lot of the a lot of the talent go out uh, without you know lines and, and without a script and, and things like that. Yeah. And so I don't see uh, Bailey saying that for no reason. Basically, I hope so. I hope we do see Sasha Banks back sooner rather than later. I think she's an amazing talent, obviously, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know I. I hope that uh you know again we can see her back on television yeah uh, but her her time off is definitely well deserved i think oh yeah um following that oh gosh oh well first off st- star ratings for the women's match so i initially gave it a two um yeah a, a little low um i i i will be honest i was expecting a little bit more out of this match yeah um you know that that's you know, possibly my fault uh, yeah. that I, you know, let myself get hyped up for it or whatever. <laughs> um, I just think, you know, with the Carmella angle making it a little weird, and uh, I don't think Bailey sold her win very mm. well. Um, hmm. So interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go two, maybe two and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going with about two and a half myself here. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a solid three. And again, I'm super nitpicking on this, and I'm, I apologize if anybody doesn't understand the rationale, but this is just how I feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have given it the full three if it weren't for the Carmella swerve, with of course the. Um, Using of the the super kick with the injured leg, the no sell. Yeah, yeah I yeah. that that really miffed me for some reason. And again, that's just my rationale. If y'all feel differently, I mean, that's obviously you're entitled to your own opinions. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I would love to hear your feedback, uh, of course. So um, very professional. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next match, though, I don't. I just don't know. Um, U.S. title match, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, My notes here literally say, well, that took like two minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very unfortunate, really. Um, Samoa Joe got, uh, I believe, his nose broken within the first two minutes of the match. Like for real. Yeah, for real, for real, got his nose broken. So um, apparently, allegedly, somebody, you uh, you know, sent a message over to the referee. Uh, over his earpiece, you know, hey, let's send this match home mm-hmm. and cut it off early, and they did. Um, I I I gave it one star. Um, I mean, for the allotted amount of time that they were given, it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray obviously came away with the victory, which is you know fine, but we did not get the match that um, I, I think a lot of people were hoping for, yeah. and it's unfortunate because it's not it's not their fault. Right, right, yeah. This is one of the more unfortunate parts uh, yeah. of the card yeah. just because I I too gave it a one star yeah. rating for this um if if it all went to plan and, and they gave it a little bit more time I do think that some momentum could have been built uh and it would have turned into a decent match right but w- with it being cut short uh like or so short yeah. um there there really wasn't a lot of momentum build up yeah. Um, the the thing with Dominic seemed super quick, you know, like um, so. Yeah, I, I'm going one star. I, I was really hoping for something good out of this one. So, and I want to make a quick note here, and the reason why I'm giving it one star and not just a no rating for mm-hmm. this here, um, this began a pattern for the evening where the referee counted to three, and Samoa Joe's shoulders were way off the canvas. Yeah. 
And and Corey Graves even pointed it out in a replay. Yeah, he was like, his shoulders are up. Why did the ref count to three and all yeah. this stuff? And it's like, yeah, why did he? Yeah, like, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, yeah. This, this, is a fa- this is a valid point. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Samojo is obviously struggling. I mean, I don't know if he just didn't get the word or what the deal was. But, um, yeah. I mean, he definitely didn't have his shoulders to the mat. So maybe maybe this story continues. You know, I mean, they obviously played up Joe beating up Ray after the match and Dominic kind of getting involved. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, we'll just have to wait and see, man. Yeah. Um, so Miz versus Shane mm. McMahon mm. in a steel cage match. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, really, what do you want from me here? Yeah. (laughs) It was was fine. Um, More ref shenanigans. Yeah. And it was a bad one, too. There was a solid... Go ahead. Go ahead. So, there's conflicting things here Mm -hmm. with these rules, apparently, right? Like, I thought, because The Miz introduced a steel chair somewhere in the middle of the match, that... This was no DQ. Right. Right. Well, most steel cage matches usually are. Naturally correct. a no yeah. DQ match. Yeah. Right. But somehow the ref decided to implement a rope break rule yeah. here. Because uh, the Miz had uh, had a pinning situation with Shane. And Shane put his foot on the ropes and the ref stopped the count. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there's no rope breaks right. here in a no disqualification match. Yeah. And and again, Corey and Cole, right. Corey Graves and Michael Cole pointed this out. Why is there a rope break? Mm-hmm. What's going on with these referees here? Like, but there was another moment of shenanigans again in the same match where uh, Miz had Shane pinned, and uh, the the ref just kind of refused to start the count. Right, and, and then you know, Miz or Shane got back up, and then the match continued. But there was a solid like five seconds where. Everyone in the arena is looking at the ref like, hey, what what's going on here? And I don't know. This match was very strange. It was. Um Shane escaped the cage. It was it was almost almost what I called. Where yeah. where there was a predicament, Shane was headed out of the out, out of the cage, Miz catches up with him. Um but the, the, the finish is the, the Miz only had Shane's shirt and mm-hmm. then Shane basically shimmies out of his shirt and, right. and and his feet touch the floor first and Miz is up at the top of the cage looking like a big old dork with yeah. uh, the Miz's shirt in his Even hands. though he should have won twice in that match. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And which is sad. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I feel for the Miz. He should have had a win by now. But <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I guess they're going to have to find the finish somewhere soon later mm-hmm. on down the road and end this whole Charade. Mm-hmm. It's been, uh, yeah. So you can already tell the <laughs> guys here throughout the course of this episode so far. Um, Steven and I are not having the greatest of time <laughs> with watching Money in the Bank at this point. No, no. It, it, and again, we, we talked about this. Maybe part of that is our fault, you yeah. know, uh, hyping up matches that maybe shouldn't have been hyped up or, or whatever. But man, this is just not, not a lot. Things, Not a lot to like. Things started to pick up here, though. Yeah. Uh, so we. Had oh, to... I do want to give my rating for that. Oh match. yes. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I. I'm giving it one and a half or or two stars. Take your pick. Okay. Um, the actual match itself, two stars. It was decent. Um, kind of 
almost a cookie cutter uh, steel cage match in, in my opinion. But with the botched finish, or not botched finish, but you know the the weird ref counts. <sighs> All the weird. I'll have to ref. take half a star off for that. So yeah, I'm going like one and a half. Yeah, it did. Look, it's, this isn't doing anything for me anymore, and the referee situation made it even worse. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I had to take points off for the referee thing. Um, it does business started to pick up though a little yes. bit here. Yes. Um, Tony Nice versus Arya Davari was a pretty good match. It yeah. was it was kind of disappointing. I saw some video footage from Twitter that somebody took from the crowd. People were getting up and leaving during the match to you know go to concessions or take a bathroom break or whatever. Which fun funny enough, mm-hmm. I thought this was uh one of the best matches on the card. One and, of the better and ones. definitely the best match up until that point. So Nice. Well, I thought there was some really good back and forth mm-hmm. here. Um, very decent action. Tony Nese retains the title. I did think on a, on a couple of occasions Arya Davari was going to pull it off and yeah. you know, get the upset here. Um, but Tony Nese retains. Yeah. So um, good on him. They're making the 205 title. That looks strong. Honestly, that's the big thing for me is that is that the cruiserweight division is finally, finally getting some pay per view time. Right, and, and I think that they took that opportunity and ran with it. I, I yeah. think it was a really solid match. Uh, had really great ring work, and both guys sold everything really well. Right, um, and then yeah, just the fact that two hundred five laps finally getting some some screen time mm-hmm. makes me really happy for those guys. Yeah, truly. Um, so yeah, I gave that about three stars. I also gave it three stars. Definitely above average. Yeah, good action for sure. Liked it. Um, Becky Lynch uh, comes out, and the crowd actually finally, finally comes alive. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. They've been pretty all, dead up until that yeah, point. After all the ref shenanigans, I don't blame them. But uh, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, so Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Um. Becky Lynch retains by submission here. Um, Lacey didn't look super great ring-wise. I thought that she was she sold very well. She was very expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but and this is nothing on her. I think she just needs more time. Yeah, yeah. Like I would have taken her as a bigger threat had she had more ring time to get things in. Because when they put the promo packages together, it was just clips of her beating up the same two women right. over and over again. Right. Um, and that, to me, doesn't make her look very strong. No, I mean, I completely agree with you. Um, that was the, the biggest point in the match for me of uh, giving it as low of a rating as I did. Yep. Um, Lacey Evans, man, she did not look good. I, yeah, I mean, I just think she just needs more time. Yeah, and, and plus, when when you go out with Becky Lynch, Becky has super solid ring work. Yeah, super solid. And, and if you're comparing them, I mean, I mean, you have no choice but to compare them while they're in the same match. And if you compare the ring work of the two in that match, it, it's night and day. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, unfortunately, there were more referee shenanigans in this match, too. Yep. Um, so Becky was pinned for well over a three count. The referee did not de- even bat an eye, it seemed. He did not uh, count anything here. Yeah. Uh, Becky rolled over uh, Lacey Evans and got the disarmor, mm-hmm. and that was all she wrote here. Uh, you know, uh, Lacey taps out to the disarmor. Um <sighs> 
at this point in the show, I was like, is this ref thing, is it like an angle? Like, are the referees going to start going on strike like Dude, they did I in the NFL? I was almost positive like, yeah. that this was an angle. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It I, still could be. It possibly. You know, like, um, <laughs> like I remember in the NFL a few years ago, um, or maybe this was a lot longer than a few years ago. I don't remember. <laughs> Time, huh? Time, man. <laughs> um, basically, like the the referees went on strike, and then like the NFL had to hire like a bunch of like high school referees, and they kept botching decisions. Oh, great! So maybe they're like gonna do an angle where all the referees are outside with picket like signs and like you know we want respect, yeah, <laughs> like, stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. And then like you know. We get more bad referee decisions from some scrub referees. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then, and then we end up getting one of the refs as the new twenty four seven champion. A five on five referee match at Survivor Series <laughs> for to keep the jobs. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> I really want this to happen now. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I gave I gave this one about two stars. It was I also fine. Gave it two stars. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like. I, I really am starting to wonder if I'm the only one mm. or, or if I'm just being so nitpicky yeah. that, that nothing is going to satisfy me, but I don't think that. Yeah. And, and I really think that it could have been better. Yeah. But. I mean, it's uh, the, the ref stuff had been bumming me out pretty bad. Yeah, 100%. Um, so um, after right after that, uh, Charlotte comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like right after, <laughs> yeah, right after. So Charlotte comes out and she's um, she's like, "All right, here's our match. Our match is about to start." Mm-hmm. You know, and that throws Becky off real bad. Yeah. Um, so this was fine. Um, Charlotte did her thing. She beat up on Becky. Becky looked super sympathetic, and then of course more shenanigans. Of course, Lacey interferes in the match. And gives the women's right. Gives the women's right. Yeah. Uh, and that's enough to you know, help Charlotte seal the deal and become this SmackDown women's champion. Okay. Um, so the Lacey and Becky stuff is going to continue on. And I hope that m- maybe Lacey picks up a few things from Becky. Yeah. Um, as we go here. But Charlotte's reign was. Not to be, you know, was not to be a long term reign here. No. They're really just padding the numbers here for Charlotte 100%. at this point. Yeah. Uh, because Charlotte, nine time technically. Technically. <laughs> um, Bailey comes right out to the ring because Lacey and Charlotte are attacking Becky, and Bailey heads out to the ring, cleans house, cashes in the money in the bank title. Takes her time. Takes her time. To, to, to Take, decide or yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, she she killed Charlotte good. Yeah, like, she, she was kind of just, like, looking around. She, and, she, should I do it? She yeah. should play to the crowd a lot. Mm-hmm. Crowd was already chanting for Bailey after the match was yep. over anyway. Uh, and so she cashes in, heads up top rope, and hits that elbow drop. One, two, three. Bailey's your new champ. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you sound a little underwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, I, so look, I gave the Becky-Charlotte match about uh, about one and a half to two. And yep. and I did not give the Bailey-Charlotte match any rating at all. I just, no, I mean. I mean, it was one move. What a, I mean, I mean, really, what what do you want from me? Yeah. I mean, do you think I'm actually going to rate this? Yeah. Like, look, it's fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Um, At this point. 
I'm starting to get really depressed yep. <laughs> about the show. Um, there's a segment. Roman Reigns is walking out to the ring. He's the big dog. Got the, the big dog energy. And then we see Elias, a man who is probably about six foot three and weighs probably about 240, 250 pounds, yeah. tiptoes behind Roman Reigns and then smashes him with, an, uh, with a guitar. Yeah. Roman Reigns is laid out backstage, and then Elias makes his way out to the ring. Uh, Elias. We sit through another Elias segment. This yeah. one somehow more annoying than normal. I think it's the electric guitar. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how often he gets to play electric versus acoustic, but they are very different they things. They are. So, um, yeah, we were we were subjected to some electric guitar play by Elias. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. No, um, that's, that's being that's a nice generous. Way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Roman comes out and uh, he, you know, the the you know he recovers miraculously from the guitar shot. Yeah. And then the referees in the ring, Roman spears Elias, and that's all she wrote. Yep. It was another one-move match. Yep. And at this point, I was so frustrated, I gave it a, a minus two stars. Our first minus Anything. rating <laughs> for a match in the history of Headlock Talk. Minus two stars. I'm not giving it the full minus five, but geez. Yeah. Like, at this point... You've done literally nothing for me. Every yeah. match has had stupid shenanigans so far, whether yep. it's referees or whether it's poorly, you know, sold bits yep. or whether it's bad decisions. Yeah, with, with this one, I pretty much... So I, I initially gave it a negative two stars as well. Um, I remember saying that there's no way they could make me care about this match less, and then they did. Um, I don't know how they did that, but they did. Um, but I am now giving it negative one instead of negative two. That's generous. only because <laughs> this saved us from having a an actual match. True. So and maybe I'm being a bit harsh. My notes here. Oh, you're not my, at all. <laughs> my notes here literally read: Spear after Elias does his bit. F off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I mean that that pretty much sums it up. <sighs> so we'll average them out. Negative one and a half stars. There you go. This was not a good this <laughs> This has not been a good show up to no, this point. Not at all. But you know what saved this show? This next match. True. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Um in my opinion, this was really, really good. Yeah. It definitely I think it delivered on the hype. Mm-hmm. It did not exceed my expectations, but I really hope to see these two have more matches in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, AJ's after the match, you know, like, you know, can't you see how hard this is for me? Yeah, they were going <laughs> you know, for the shake. You know, the handshake, yeah. and Seth, like, looked at it, and he relented and yeah. shook AJ's hand. And, but it really was a good match. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I mean, w- did anyone really think this wasn't going to be a good match? Yeah. I mean... I mean, I, I th- yeah, I, I think that they they did what we said that they should do and let them have... They, had, they went for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I wanted a little bit longer, you know, but... Um, yeah, you know, we're not going to have a new Japan style match on this card, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean this was the this was the saving grace 
for this show, yeah. honestly. A- actually, the longest match on the card, which is... For good reason. Yeah, which, yeah. Was, which was great, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have preferred that this match actually go on second to last mm. and had the Kofi, Kingston, and Kevin Owens match bef- before this one. But I think it was fine. I, I, I definitely th- uh, think that the um, the AJ and Seth match, again, I'm, I'm rating it about four and a quarter to four and a half, uh, somewhere within that dimension. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I was sitting right around the three and a half to four star range. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, just because, I mean, I, I kind of was expecting a little bit more. Um, not to say it was a bad match or that it didn't deliver or anything like that, but I, I, I guess... Maybe that's because of the pretty much everything else that's happening around Money in the Bank. Yeah, um, um, they did. To your to your credit, they did spend quite a bit of the match in the first and second gears, mm-hmm. and then ramped it definitely to the next level mm-hmm. as the match was closing down. And I mean, I think that they it peaked pretty well. Um, could they have obviously done a better job? I mean, yes. You know, it was not perfect. Yeah, yeah. Nor, nor are there many matches that are. Right. But um, I think for what they were given, and considering everything else that came before it, I think it was well worth at least watching this match. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, really solid match. Three and a half stars mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, WWE's. Um, I, I do want to make a quick note on this here, real quick. Mm. Um, the way that they structure their shows is. Very strange. Yeah. Like, because uh, ideally speaking, you want it to crescendo, right? Mm-hmm. You you want it to be like, okay, and the main event's the big thing, right? But they layer these things to where it's like, okay, well, here's a bunch of, like, really awesome stuff. And then here's something boring for you to just, like, you know, uh, you know get your appetite, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, like to, to cleanse your palate, if you will. Um, and that's what this next match kind of felt like was Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens mm-hmm. was the palate cleanser between AJ and, and, and Seth and the men's money in the bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, let me just tell you, WWE, I have an appetite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Give me solid wrestling, I'll eat it up. Right. That's not the problem, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And I, and I think I probably, in retrospect, I probably would have rated. Kofi versus Kevin Owens a bit higher mm. if it did come before Rollins and 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 uh, Styles. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Kofi and, uh, and Kevin Owens had a pretty good match. It went about fourteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I rated it about a three. Yeah. Um, it did what it needed to do, and potentially kept the feud alive. Still, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Kofi did get a, a decisive a decisive win here. But I mean, I, I do see that feud potentially continuing. Yeah, yeah. A little uh, further down the line here. Are we just not going to talk about the Lucha House Party? Uh, yeah, we can talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd be fine with skipping it too. Yeah, I mean, so for some reason they made up a Lucha House Party match. They're like, hey, the following contest is a six-man match for blah 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 blah. Yeah. Well, for some reason. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> And then they were, you know, so Lucha House Party came down the ring with pinatas. Pinatas full of candy. They're throwing, they're throwing candy out. Yeah. Um, bit strange. Um, and then, I suppose. Yeah. And then instead of another, you know, three man tag team coming down the ring, because, I mean, let's be honest, I'm not dumb. You're not dumb, Stephen. <laughs> and you, the listeners, are not dumb either. Who else are they going to face? Are they. 
you know, they they can't throw, you know, Corbin, Lashley, and Drew McIntyre in. I mean, they could. They could have. And they usually do. So. <laughs> well, they they just sent Lars Sullivan out there and destroyed yeah. Lucha House Party. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, though. Um, at one point, Lars was busted open himself. Um uh, I want to say one of the Lucha members had some spikes on their mask, and that mm. may have opened him up due to yeah. like maybe a headbutt or some contact there. I don't know, uh, but yeah, he it was a pretty solid bust up there. Yeah. It was yeah. definitely not intentional, mm-hmm. uh, at least we we don't think. Um, so didn't seem intentional. It didn't seem intentional. Obviously, this was not a match. It's not going to get a rating. I don't care what any of y'all say. Uh, we are just going to move swiftly along. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> to uh, to the main event here, the men's money in the bank ladder match. Um, yeah, that that sums things up pretty well. Um, look, I think it was a great match. It was headed towards four stars for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Man, Finn Balor sacrificed his body. Oh my gosh. Um, there was at least two spots where he absolutely, if things had gone wrong, he would have been in like a lot of pain, a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ricochet had a crazy bump that he took as well, where mm-hmm. uh, Drew McIntyre throws him out of the ring and Ricochet does the front flip and it, he, he crashes through the ladder and the ladder breaks in half. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of crazy spots in the, this match. The I I think one of the coolest spots was the I think it was Corbin uh powerbombing Finn Balor onto yep. the ladder, but oh. the ladder was like on its side and, and he, Oh yeah. Yeah, and he powerbombed him into like the side of the top step and it right. just looked like the most painful thing. Well, and then the the other Finn spot was they had the ladder um that kind of teed Mm. In, in, in one part here, yeah. and Andrade did a flipping power bomb from one side of the ladder to the uh, to, to the other, yeah. power bombing Finn Balor onto this other ladder that was perched there, and the ladder falls, and Finn bounces off the ladder, and then bounces off of it again. And yeah. I was like, dude, yeah. like yeah, that's that's so tough. That was such a cool spot, right. though. Right, it was very cool. Such a cool spot. It was very cool, and I am. Very sorry for his for his body. I hope he's oh, doing yeah. okay. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Have we heard any injury reports from that match? Because uh, not that I'm there's aware at least of. two or three guys that could uh, be injured. Yeah. After that. I mean, I I would say that him and Ricochet could take things easy for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Ali, for that matter. And Ali, Ali was doing a lot of yeah. a lot of work in that match too. Um, so everybody who we thought was going to be doing a lot of work did work. Yeah. Uh, Randy had some interesting spots there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre looked like a monster. Corbin was Corbin. Um, yeah. <laughs> he is what he is. <laughs> so the match crescendos, and um, let me preface this by saying, I was listening to the Wrestling Observer with Dave Meltzer and, and Brian Alvarez, and according to their reporting... They had the understanding was Ali. I believe I think this was on the Wrestling Observer, but I believe Ali was told that he was going to win the match at the beginning of the night, mm-hmm. and then after you know, right as they were about to go out, they were wisened up to the plan here. Ali is not really was it as they were going out? It yeah, wasn't they, they the were, night they, of. They were about to go out Man. to the ring, and they were wisened up to the the plot here. 
Uh, that's allegedly. Again, I, I, if I'm confusing my source, I deeply apologize. But that's simply something that I've read. I want to attribute it to the Wrestling Observer. Mm-hmm. If I if if I'm mistaken, that my bad, guys. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to do my best to rep- report it, but there's a lot of news going on within around Money in the Bank. It was very kind of confusing. I heard that backstage it was utter chaos. Mm. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, let's move. Let's let's get into the crescendo of the match here. Mustafa Ali is climbing the ladder. He's headed towards the briefcase. Mm-hmm. He has the clear to get the briefcase, and then Brock Lesnar's music hits, and the whole energy of the arena is sucked out instantly, vacuumed. For whatever reason, Mustafa Ali is just looking at Brock Lesnar, like. You have all the time in the world. Just take the effing briefcase down, yeah. okay? Like, yeah. just take it down and mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He stands there staring, and of course, Brock gets him off the ladder. Brock climbs the ladder. Brock takes down the briefcase, and it was probably one of the worst endings of a pay per view that I can recall. Yeah, because in essence, for me, and this is maybe a really meta thing, but it's like. This perfectly encapsulates everything about Brock Lesnar's career in the last three years. You had guys who are the future of the company, guys who could be huge stars, but no, you decided to make them all stepping stones for Brock Lesnar. Guys who sacrificed their bodies in a crazy dangerous match, and you it was all for naught. It was to make way for Brock. And, I mean, like I said, this match was going to four-star territory for me. I mean, I can only give this three stars just because, again, I just I don't agree with that decision. Just as a fan, as yeah. uh, as someone who's reporting <laughs> and, and reviewing this show here, uh, and for you, the listeners, if I'm wrong, please, again, let us know. But to me, that just made the show so much more sour. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, psychology tells you you're going to remember the first things that you saw and the last things that you saw, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, when it comes to, like, watching a TV show or, or whatever, watching a TV series. People from people who are Game of Thrones fans will <laughs> tell you as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the whole Brock thing just, it just iced it on the cake for me. Yeah. I just did not agree with anything on this show. I'm giving that match three stars, and overall, I'm giving the entire show a C minus. Be blessed, I didn't give you a D or an F. Yeah, because it definitely deserved it. Yeah. So this match was—it's so effing sad. Yeah. What happened? Because you have these guys that are out here sacrificing their bodies, putting in an you know, in all intents and purposes, an insanely good match. It was good. They're, they're having a great match. Yeah, it was good. Um, before Brock, four stars. 100%. Yeah. It was a really, really great match. Um, Post-Brock? <laughs> Steven's at a loss for This is the... It's, so, it's one of the saddest... This is the worst thing that WWE has done since I... Restarted watching wrestling. The worst show ending. Yes, hundred okay. um, percent. I don't want to go too hard on it because I don't want to be the you know the Debbie Downer. But this is the biggest fu. Yeah, 
to WWE fans. Yeah. Courtesy of Vince McMahon. Hard- hardcore fans. Hardcore uh, fans. Th- there's a lot of people out there who are perfectly fine with the result. Uh, you know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of casual fans, a lot of Brock Lesnar fans. But this, this that's this, a fair distinction. I'll, yeah, I'll this, rephrase. Yeah, this the show was definitely divisive at best. Yeah. Uh, so people are gonna you know set up their camps and and they're gonna tell you one way or the other whether or not they liked it. I think you and I can agree that we're not in that camp. No, absolutely. Uh, we, not. Yeah, we, the, this mm-hmm. the ending of, of the of that match unfortunately brings the rating of the show down to a D for me. Um, well, let's let's ask an important question here. Uh, let's let's move on from the show, uh, or the Money in the Bank show. Um, Super Showdown is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, they've teased whether or not Brock is going to cash in on Kofi, or whether he's going to cash in on Seth. Apparently, he's got an open contract to cash in on either one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to. You know, one situation here in a little bit, but it's it's almost certain, in my opinion, that Brock will cash in at some point. Will um, and I believe it will be against Seth Rollins. Personally, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but um, you, do you think Brock Lesnar would defeat Seth Rollins if he was to cash in? Will Brock be reclaiming the Universal Title? Uh, I mean, honestly, at this point, I I really don't think that that's a very smart decision. Um, that that. Of course, is an opinion coming from a hardcore fan, uh, not necessarily the casual fan that they're selling this well, storyline so, to. Someone, someone who's not Brock Lesnar's biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's putting it lightly. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, my better judgment says they should not do this, but my knowledge says yes, I, it, it will happen. I, I wouldn't put it past them I to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, I'm just at a loss for words with this situation, man. Like, I, I really, honestly, just can't believe they did that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, you know, but that's that's the card that we're dealt here. Mm-hmm. So the here's the deal. So we have the Super Showdown coming up here. Mm-hmm. They kind of they did this really weird, and and on Raw they said Brock will announce next week who he'll be facing. So a week from. A, a week from now, mm-hmm. you know, next next Raw he'll be announcing supposedly announcing who will be uh, cashing in on. I mean, they don't necessarily have to have Brock cash in the Money in the Bank. They might just say Brock's facing Seth at Money in the Bank. Yeah, and he keeps the Money in the Bank briefcase, which would be interesting. Yeah, um, I would say that if that's the case, then Seth would keep the title. Yeah, I think Seth would defeat Brock clean. And then you have Brock cash in at, uh, you know, I forget it. I'm not going to put this out into the universe. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> good for anybody if I say <laughs> what I what I have in my mind. I'll, go ahead, go ahead. We'll we'll knock on wood. Knock on wood. Seth would defeat Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown. Brock would still have the money in the brief uh, the, the bank briefcase mm-hmm. here, and then by the time SummerSlam rolls around. Seth will have a match with somebody else, and then at the end of the show, Brock Lesnar cashes in and kills Seth Rollins. Yeah, and takes the Universal Title off of him. And it's not going to be pleasant. No, honestly, at this point, I, I do think Brock is going to cash in on Seth Rollins. He's going to reclaim the Universal Title. Um, apparently, Seth Rollins' reign was only good for a WrestleMania moment, and uh, 
I yeah. think we I think we all could have seen the writing on the walls for that one to be perfectly honest unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, no, so here's the other thing too. Um and, and this kind of tips their hand and I don't know in what direction we're going to go here, but Dolph Ziggler returned on SmackDown, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Awesome. Glad to see him back. Mm-hmm. Um he returned laid waste to Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And then cut a very emotional promo saying that he's going to be the next WWE champion. That would be nice. I yeah. think it would be it would be good to see. Um it'd be a, a very interesting change of pace. Um and I think uh I think Dolph is a good opponent for Kofi. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Dolph will uh take the title back, um we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's play a little bit of face turn heel turn Steve. Right on. Right on. So, uh, what 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 better way to start here? Dolph Ziggler returns. He'll face Kofi Kingston, face turn, heel turn, Dolph Ziggler winning the title. Face turn. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that. I do think that uh, Dolph Ziggler and, and Kofi could have a good feud going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, whether whether they start the feud and, and Dolph eventually ends up with the title or Kofi keeps retaining over and over again and whatever. I yeah. do think that it, that it could be a cool storyline. Uh, really, I'm just excited to have another face that I recognize back. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of the same faces uh, a lot recently, so it's nice to have someone fresh. Yes. You know? Well, and, and you know, the we should preface, obviously, the name of the game, face turn, heel turn. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, face turn is obviously something that, that you want to see, something that you're in favor of. Heel turn is something that you're totally... You know, against yeah. <laughs> it's on it's on the downslope. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of like buy or sell, or or you know, um, uh, good cop, bad cop, whatever you want to play. Uh, but uh, yes, I'm going face turn as well. I like the idea of this match. I like Dolph Ziggler returning. Mm. I think Kofi's a good opponent for Dolph. I think Dolph's a good opponent for Kofi. Yeah. Um, do I see the title changing hands? Uh, maybe not. I, I think Kofi might actually retain here. Um, maybe they go into a larger program with Dolph and Kofi. Maybe they bring uh, Co- uh, Kevin Owens back into the fold here. Maybe it's a three-way thing. That'd be cool. Uh, you know, I think it would be cool. Um, you know, because obviously Daniel Bryan would have initially had that spot, but now he's in the tag division. Right. You know, uh, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, also on this card is a 50-man battle royal. A 50-man battle royal. Probably the biggest heel turn of my whole life. <laughs> oh, it's going to be the cluster of clusters. There's... That's too much, guys. Look, Come on look, now. Look, look, look. Come on look, now. Look, look, last year they had a 50-man Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. Cool. Fine. But now you're going to put 50 men in the same ring at the same time. Are y'all going for like a world record or something? Like, are you just trying to get as many bodies in one Dude, ring as possible? I don't know. I like, don't even know how this match is going to go down. Like, you can't move. Like, you're going like, to have 50 guys in, and then immediately people are just going to start falling out yeah. because there's just too many guys. Yeah, in the there's going to be like 25 guys in the ring by in like 30 seconds. <sighs> I don't know. There's not going to be any room for anybody to work. No. I just don't know. <laughs> Super big heel turn. He- this he'll, is dumb. Heel turn all the way. I just, I don't. Who who came up with this idea? I don't know. Uh, um, Demon Finn Balor will defend the IC title against Andrade. S- Stevens Stevens not in his head. Face turn. Face turn. Face turn. Yeah, these guys are awesome. We've been saying for a long time that that you know just a series of matches with these guys would be some of the best that WWE's put on in a while. Yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be. Well, and Andrade had a great match with Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Uh, so, I mean... He I, also had the best performance in the the Money in the Bank match, in my opinion. I agree. Andrade, yeah. Andrade was great at mm-hmm. Money in the Bank in that ladder match. So, yeah, I look forward to this here. Uh, it'll be for the IC title. I really hope these guys get a good amount of time. And glad we're getting Demon Finn again. Yeah, Demon Finn. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I don't necessarily think he needed to. Yeah. Uh, eh, maybe maybe the Saudis were like, oh, yes, Demon Finn is good. Demons. We like the demons. Yeah, I don't know. That's more Russian. They're Russians. They're Russians now. Maybe they're operatives. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, face turn, heel turn. Randy Orton versus Triple H in a no-holds-barred match. Face turn. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is going to kind of be like that, that WrestleMania match with uh, Batista and Triple H. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I'm not expecting much from it. It's going to be a fine match. They're they're, yeah. fa- they're familiar with each other. Yeah. Um, I'm going face turn, though, I mean, look, I mean, it's hard for me to to, to give it a full face turn here. Mm-hmm. Um, give it a give it a cheek turn. Yeah, cheek. Cheeky cheek turn. little cheeky face turn here. <laughs> um, uh, look, the guys are familiar with each other, though this has had no build. Yeah. It's just kind of like, hey, they're having a... Or having a match, yeah. Um, but uh, for me, this is t- this is ten years too late. We can go all the way back. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> we can go all the way back to to WrestleMania twenty five. We had Randy Orton challenging Triple H, and Randy Orton and the whole program ruined Triple H's life. Yeah, like he was invading his house. He was attacking Stephanie. He was attacking Vince. He was attacking everybody. And you wanted this match to be no disqualifications. You wanted Triple H to get his hands on Randy and destroy him. Yeah. But no, Triple H is walking to the ring before this match goes off, and somebody stops him and tells him, Hey, listen, Hunter, you're going to have to keep your cool because if you... If you disqualify yourself, or if you get counted out, you'll lose the title. It's the exact opposite stipulation of what you would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind that they even made that a stipulation. So, I guess, ten years now, ten years later now, they want to make up for it and give you give us the Randy Orton Triple H match yeah. with no build and make it no disqualification. It it's is really funny that you bring that up. It's bizarro world <laughs> WWE. I just don't understand. That's a really good point. I mean, the match is going to be fine. It'll uh, be fine. But, but yeah, th- there is no build-up for sure. <sighs> I'm sorry, Tanner. It's fine. Hey, at least you're getting the match ten years later. Hey, did did you know, and I only heard this about half a million times mm-hmm. between Monday and Tuesday, that Super Showdown is supposed to be as good as or better than WrestleMania? They told us that a half a million times. Yeah. I hope that these matches will live up to that hype. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They really want you to forget that it's in Saudi Arabia. They won't even tell you that it's in Saudi Arabia. They'll, right. They'll tell you it's in Jeddah. Jeddah. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the name. Sure. I mean, if I wasn't on a if I wasn't on a wrestling podcast, probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, but uh, you know. Well, so let me ask you this here: uh-huh. face turn, heel turn, Goldberg versus the Undertaker. <laughs> I don't even know. Cool. I don't care. Like, <laughs> let Undertaker enjoy his retirement. Yeah. Like, quit, quit bringing him out. 
He's gonna make a lot of money. Good off for this. him, but <laughs> so is Goldberg. Cool. I don't, I don't care. I don't even want to give it a face turn, heel turn. I don't. I mean, I'll give it a face turn and say it was twenty years too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go with face turn just because I'm not against it. Yeah, I'm not against it, but I'm also, <laughs> I guess, not for it. I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, I'll give it a default face turn. Mm-hmm. Let me ask a bonus question here. Yeah. Who's going over in this match, Steven? Undertaker. Yeah? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. You don't think Goldberg's going to come out and just, like, maul him, spear, jackhammer, it's over? Nah. Who the hell's Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving right along, of course. Uh, AEW Double or Nothing is this Saturday, and I pray to God that it's much better than Money in the Bank. By default, it's going to be. <laughs> you could just have I, Cody Rhodes come out and just say a bunch of stuff on the mic, and it'd be better than Money in the Bank. I, <laughs> I think there's genuine interest here. I think people are seeing it as a uh, definite alternative. And if you want more of our opinions and rundown on the card, please check out last week's episode. Mm. Uh, thrice baked potato. <laughs> Great name. It's <laughs> a wonderful name. Yeah. Uh, again, That's Cody Rhodes, if if you can yeah. tell, he's the thrice baked potato. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did have some technical difficulties, as Steven yes. noted earlier. But yes. hey, if you just listen to it with some ear earbuds or over the ear headphones, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's not too bad. I think yeah. it's, I think it turns out just fine. Yeah. Um, but yes, thrice baked potato. Check that out for our double or nothing review from last week mm-hmm. um, uh, also later on this week we will have another episode uh, where we'll be uh, reviewing Double or Nothing it's going to be fantastic oh, I'm gonna sure it's going to be a nice show yeah. I think you and I are going to have a great time I think so too. reviewing this I think so too um, yeah. but we'll also do a preview episode on Sunday uh, for NXT TakeOver 25 yes. which will be next Saturday June the 1st, mm-hmm. and that card looks sick. Oh, man, I'm so, I'm so excited. So, so excited. you know, we've got matches like uh, uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Mm. We've got a four-way tag team ladder match for the vacant tag titles. Uh, chaos. Chaos. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Breeze made his return, and he'll be facing Velveteen Dream. Yep. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Uh, and then, of course, Yo Shirai versus Shayna Baszler. So we'll get all into that on... Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. It could be match of the night. It, it, it could be a dark horse or match of the night yeah. for sure. It could even be a match of the year candidate if they, uh, if they it, let it... If they let all the reins go, if Triple H is like, let's show Vince. Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> let's show Vince what we're made yeah, of. Yeah, they've been showing Vince for months now. Years, Years one could now. argue. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, we'll 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 preview that on Sunday's episode of Headlock Talk, uh, for sure. Uh, let's get to some if wishes or fishes here, Stephen. Yes. We've had a we've had a week to think about this. Mm-hmm. We've had a week to you know go over Money in the Bank, and we've we've watched a lot of good wrestling. Uh, if wishes were fishes here, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, set up my if wishes were fishes. So let me preface this. This is just. Things that we wish would happen, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah, and then we rate it in terms of fish, yeah. So th- this That's is something. This is probably the only way that they could redeem themselves for the catastrophe that happened at the end of Money in the Bank. If wishes were fishes, Brock Lesnar does not cash in on Seth Rollins. Instead, Brock Lesnar cashes in on Kofi. Sorry, Kofi, I love you, but it is what it is. 
cashes in on Kofi. Okay. Defeats Kofi. Uh-huh. And then, you know, maybe at SummerSlam or, or whatever, uh, we, we have a unification match. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Seth beats him down, goes over, and then they unify those titles finally. That's interesting. That uh, that's uh, that's definitely an interesting. I know it's super convoluted, but I'm trying to figure out a way that they can salvage what happened at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I mean, I I like the idea, and I do, I really, really do like the idea of starting to unify these titles because let's be honest, there's just so many titles. Yeah, right now, yeah. there's too many. And some of them mean nothing at this point. A lot of them don't mean anything because yep. they they've booked it very poorly. Yep. Okay. Now I'm gonna. You know what? I, I really do. I I really do like that. Um, that wish. Well, thank you. I I, I think it's. I think it's a solid wish. Mm. Um, it's so solid that I'm gonna rate it five rockfish because that's a rock solid. <laughs> That's a rock solid wish. That's there, beautiful. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Um, if wishes were fishes, mm-hmm. um, I've watched a lot of New Japan this week. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot, and I'm I'm psyching myself up for also for AEW. But as I'm watching uh, New Japan's Best of the Super Juniors tournament this week. There's one guy who I keep seeing over and over and over again, and he's a he's a star. He's such a star, and I've talked about him before on this show. But Bandito, mm. Bandito yeah. is so good, and I know that AEW wants to have uh, a partnership, and I know that AEW wants to to reach out to New Japan, and obviously it's going to be hard uh, with Bandito actually being a Ring of Honor talent, mm-hmm. but. I, I, I'm thinking of three guys who they will have contracts running out over the next year or two uh, that I think should move on from Ring of Honor. I'm thinking I'm thinking Bandito, of course. I'm thinking Jeff Cobb mm. from Ring of Honor and Mark Haskins. Mm. If Bandito, Jeff Cobb, and Mark Haskins... If once their contracts expire in Ring of Honor, if they moved on to AEW, I would be so excited. Bandito, he just he gets the adoration of the crowd wherever he goes. Uh, he's he's an excellent in-ring performer. He he main evented the first All In. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's your there's your ticket right there. In two year and in, in a year or two's time, when he gets out of his Ring of Honor contract, I think he would be fantastic signing for them. Um, Jeff Cobb uh, is another very impressive guy who I've seen a lot of from Ring of Honor, PWG. He's even been in New Japan for a bit. Mm. Um, excellent uh, amateur wrestling background. Really awesome talent. Uh, and then Mark Haskins, of course. He's he's also signed for Ring of Honor exclusively in the U.S. at least. He can still perform in the U.K., um, obviously, w- with other promotions. Mm-hmm. But... Mark Haskins is an amazing talent as well. If given the proper time and and you know if if you can let him be him, you know I, it was only three years ago where he was like the most over guy in all of the UK. Mm-hmm. And I think he I could, like Mark Haskins. Mark a lot. Haskins is really yeah. good talent. Yeah. So please, if wishes were fishes, AEW, please sign those three guys. Please sign Bandito and Jeff Cobb and Mark Haskins. I think they would be 
super beneficial to your roster, and you could really make three big stars out of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that wish. That That's a good one. You know, uh, Mark Haskins, his in-ring uh, moves, he reminds me a lot of Edge. Really? And, 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 like, the way he moves. Not necessarily, like, the way he acts, but just, like, the way he... He's very, like... Kind of, He's yeah. very weaselly in, in a lot of scenarios. He's he's but. definitely good at, like, reversing, and he's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. very aggressive in his movement. So, I, th- I... And I can see maybe with even, like, the blonde hair and, like, the... Go- yeah. It's kind of the goatee thing mm-hmm. going on. Maybe a little bit of edge in there. A little bit, yeah. Um, well, he's, he's, he's a lot more... Uh, I will say he's a lot more technically sound than Edge yeah, ever was. yeah. For sure, for sure. They, de- they definitely don't have the same move sets, but I and and Mark Haskins is significantly smaller than Edge, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. It's just he's just different. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, plus you have Jimmy Havoc in AEW now, and there's a there's that Jimmy Havoc Mark Haskins connection because they yeah. tag teamed a lot and they fight, faced each other a lot. I think that Mark Haskins just, it just has a really good fit in there. Yeah, for um, sure. Bandito again, of course. He's over wherever he goes, and Jeff Cobb is a monster. You yeah, can, you can you can use a guy like Jeff Cobb on any roster on Earth. Well, Tanner, that that's a beautiful wish. If uh, <laughs> if those three were thank you, Stephen. Yeah, beautiful. If those three were to get signed to AEW, that would definitely be a, a beautiful moment. Yeah, and because it's beautiful, yeah, I'm gonna give you four elegant fire gobies. Whoa! Because what does that even look like? It, it looks like that. Holy cow! Isn't that beautiful? That's that. That's that's it's pretty beautiful. That's pretty sweet looking. It's pretty beautiful. So it's four four elegant fire gobies for yeah. that. That would be really really cool. And I, there's a lot of feuds that you could do with those guys too. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine Kenny Omega versus Bandito? Mm. Ah, or Mark Haskins versus Cody. Mark Haskins versus Cody would be great. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus anybody. Yeah. Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Cobb could just have amazing oh, matches man. all the way around. That would be really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to make my second one short. Okay. Super quick, short to the point. Yeah. That was a weird phrase. Anyways, if wishes were fishes, the 24-7 title wouldn't be as ugly as it is. <laughs> it's really not good. Yeah. It's really not good. I really, really like the premise of it. Um, but, but man... They they look like it looks like they took no time at all it on lo- that belt. Yeah, it looks like somebody took like like a default boxing title. Yeah, and then like edited it in Microsoft Paint. Yeah, and then like pretty just much. like put like twenty four seven. Yeah, and it's like okay, done deal. Let's go ahead and get this thing printed out. It's so ugly. It was not good. The only redeeming quality of that belt is that the actual leather is green. Right. I think that's cool. But my God. Well, and I feel bad for Mick Foley because he comes out and he introduces the 24-7 title and it's like the crowd reaction was like half silence and then half booze. And like it was, I cringed. I actually cringed in my seat as he unveiled the title. I was just like, poor Mick, man. You deserved a lot better than this. Yeah. You know, they kind of just let him out there and I think people expected the hardcore title, which, I mean, that's on, that's on, Everybody, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if they expected something different, I mean, that's that's kind of on you. Don't expect anything from WWE at this, at point. this point. Don't yeah. D- just don't. Yeah, just just take, don't assume anything except whatever they're giving you. Yeah. Um, but yes, I I agree. They could have spent a whole lot more time on that yeah. for sure. Um. So, 
I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. And in honor of hitting the nail on the head, I'm going to give you three hammerhead sharks. Because you nailed that one, buddy. Man, I really tried with the segue on mine, and you just like, your segues are so much better than mine. It's... It's, it's, it's weird. I think my brain just <laughs> operates in terms of segues. I don't Fair know. Fair enough. How many hammerhead sharks was it? Three, I think. Three. Yeah. Out of? Th- three. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Couldn't see, get I, that many see, hammerhead sharks together at once. <laughs> right. They'd all be banging into each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if they're trying to get like through the door in a bar or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm like imagining a bunch of hammerheads trying to squeeze into like the crusty crab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they've got like the shutter doors like yeah. in a saloon. Yeah. Okay. Um let's see. If if wishes were fishes, mm. um I wish that we get a surprise appearance from somebody at Double or Nothing to face Adam Page. Who is this somebody, Mr. Um, Tanner? I mean, I've got two. I've got I've got two people in one. mind. Um, I, I mean, my default says um, John Moxley. Yeah, that's um, the obvious one. I mean, supposedly, supposedly, CM Punk is uh, doing a commentary for an MMA event mm. that night, so he is apparently uh, taken. Yeah. For the evening. Yeah. Uh, but man, wouldn't it have that been great? That would have been you know, fantastic. Adam Page versus uh uh you know, uh CM Punk or or, or Adam uh I'm sorry, John Moxley. Mm. Um uh, you know, but we do have a lot of surprises otherwise in terms of the battle royal. Um so we could see some surprise entrance there. Maybe yeah. John Moxley's in that instead. Yeah. Um, but I do hope that we get some surprises, and I do hope that we we get an awesome surprise for the uh, the Adam Page match. Um, there have been people who have been calling him out, you know, Adam Page over Twitter. That, mm. uh, they said that I want to face him. Uh, Tomatonga for uh, Tomatonga from uh, the Bullet Club said, "Hey, I'm I'm free. I'll face nice. him. I'll fly in." Uh, Joey Ryan said that he'd face him. <laughs> Which again, I smiled a lot yeah, whenever yeah. he said that. I was like, "Yeah, go get him, Joey." <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, I, I, I hope that it's Joey Ryan. I really do. Right Ultimately, at the end of the day, I hope it's him um, because I think that if they're if you're going to give the crowd John Moxley, I'd rather it be in the battle royal so that he can win the battle royal. Because now the stipulation is the winner of the battle royal will face the winner of Kenny versus Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, for the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Very cool. Okay. So, I could see it being Moxley versus Kenny. I I don't see it being Moxley versus Jericho, but if Kenny wins and goes over on Jericho at double or nothing, him versus Moxley would be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll, be a nice surprise. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of surprises that night regardless. Yeah, no, 100%. For sure. Um, definitely some good surprises. It'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want a aquatic surprise, <laughs> I can give you six puffer fish. Hey, there we go. Because it's always a surprise. And, and, and I mean, I guess not always. And because we're blowing it up. Boom. Done. Nailed it. Hey, look at that. Man, sign that off. Done. Hey, you get... 
You got that segue in, man. I, I, I was okay. I, I liked it. It was okay. I liked it. It wasn't like nailing. Hey. I nail it like the like the hammerhead shark. Hey, man. <laughs> That's what wishes or fishes are for. Fair enough. Hey, man. We <laughs> let's uh, let's close out the show as we always do in kind here yes. with our mailbag section. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, so uh, as per usual, we we get your requests in by <laughs> mail. And uh, Stevens had a peek into the mailbag here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so uh, you guys send us your questions, and we read them out on air, and we give you a shout-out. <laughs> That's a really good one. Stevens tickled by this first one, so I'll go ahead and read it. Um, so this one is sent in by Clotheslined uh, on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, they are at Clotheslined with two Ds on the end there. Uh, they ask if global warming is real, then why is Stone? Why is Steve Austin still Stone Cold? Uh, he's, they, they say it's stolen from a meme that they saw, but definitely made me chuckle. That was uh, great, thank you. Yeah, Steven's got the giggles. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say maybe, maybe now that we have global warming, maybe maybe Stone Cold should be like slightly chilled, Steve Austin. Yeah, or or room temperature, Steve Austin. Room temperature, Steve Austin. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I mean, Stone Cold is a great name, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> slightly chilled or room temperature. I hope we don't get any warmer. Maybe we need to cool off a bit so Steve can get his his gimmick back. Yeah, his I definitely back. don't want him to not be Stone Cold. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> don't want him to be warm, yeah. Steve Austin. Mm, warm, or, Steve Austin, or. <laughs> Overheated Steve Austin yeah. or something. Three hundred degrees, Steve Austin. Uh, Steven's cracking up. So, we'll, so thank you for your question, clothesline. We appreciate you sending that in. Uh, protect oh, the business podcast on Twitter. They are at PTB Wrestling uh, on Twitter. They ask: Should Becky have lost both belts at Money in the Bank, and are you happy with the Bailey cash in? Um. I definitely don't think that um, I definitely don't think that Becky should have dropped the Raw title. I think that that her retaining over Lacey Evans was the right decision. Yeah. Um, but, well, I mean, honestly, and I'm not trying to be too hard on Lacey, but yeah. with taking the you know the match at face value with the ring work that was that was in there, yeah. it really wouldn't make sense for Lacey to have won. I would agree. You know, I would agree. Um, I mean, am I happy with the Bailey Cashin? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. it. Would it have been more intriguing, perhaps, if uh, uh, Becky had perhaps retained both titles, and then you know maybe you know Becky holds up the belts just like she did at WrestleMania, and then as her back is turned, then Bailey's music hits, and Bailey just marches out to the ring and then holds up her money of the ba- uh, money in the bank briefcase, yeah, and just reminds Becky. I think that would have been an interesting visual. Absolutely. But given what they did, Bailey winning the title revived the crowd. Yes. And uh, and for an otherwise really crappy show, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in, in our opinion. Right. Again, if you have a differing opinion, please let us know. Everyone's entitled to one. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yep. Uh, but yes, Becky helped revive that show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or Bailey, rather, helped revive, revive that show. Right. 
Um, so, again, thank you for your question, Protect the Business Podcast. Yep. Thank you, guys. Uh, our friends Anthony and Alex at AA Talk Stuff on Twitter, they ask, what is the best one-on-one ladder match of all time? Mm. Man, that is a heck of a question. Goodness. Uh, it, it was such a good question that I, I actually kind of had to do some digging around, and I found, uh, I would say... I would say there's about five or six matches that one could consider the best one-on-one ladder matches of all time. Because, um, I mean, let's be honest, there's just a lot of good choices. Um, first one that comes to mind is Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker from Raw in mm. 2002. Um, when I think of Jeff Hardy's best match, that's the best match that comes to mind. And Jeff Hardy's the you know the king of the ladder matches. He stood toe-to-toe with Undertaker... They had the one-off story, you know. Uh, could you know? It, it, can Jeff hang with the Undertaker? Undertaker was in full American badass mode, um, you know, destroying people left and right. Um, and uh, they had a ladder match on Raw for the title, and there was um, <laughs> there there was some excellent action. It, it resulted in one of Jr.'s most memorable lines, you know, "Climb, kid." Get up there, make yourself famous, mm. and Jeff was fingertips away from grabbing the title and beating Undertaker. It was just, it was a classic, in, in my opinion. Um, Edge, Edge, and Jeff Hardy had great tag team, or great tag team ladder matches, of course, but they yeah. also had a great one on one tag match or one on one ladder match um, uh, for and I think that's how uh, Jeff won the title at one point uh, at Extreme Rules 2009 Um, I think that also resulted in the CM Punk cash in uh, for his money in the bank Mm. cashed in on uh, Jeff Hardy Um, Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit from Royal Rumble 2001 I know we don't like to bring up Chris Benoit a whole lot on the show for obvious reasons but but they had a classic ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Uh, an amazing spot where Chris Jericho is giving him the wall, giving Benoit the walls of Jericho on top of the ladder, like arching his back and everything. It's Man. a stunning visual here. I'm pulling up the picture for oh, Steven. Oh, snap. Yeah. That's intense. Uh, great ladder match there. Really made it stand out. Um, another uh, you know, Chris Jericho ladder match was against Shawn Michaels in 2008. They had a great match at No Mercy. Uh, to cap off their feud, and then of course, um, you know, w- continuing the trend with Shawn Michaels here, uh, he had a pair of really great ladder matches with Razor Ramon. It's hard for me to pick out just one out of those yeah. bunches because I, w- I just went over like six different matches. Uh, <laughs> but I would say my personal favorite best ladder match of all time is the Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy one. Just in terms of drama. In terms of drama, it was the best ladder match. Ladder matches seem to be a bit cold sometimes, a little bit, um, uh, just not not just lacking of psychology or anything like that. But it, they just come off really cold and not with a lot of intensity. Sometimes the mm-hmm. in-ring action is great, but the psychological drama is sometimes lacking there. Yeah, I feel like that match uh, exceeded both expectations. It was great. In-ring psychology, great drama, great build-up, great match. I, I mean, and then The Undertaker uh, raised Jeff Hardy's hand after the match. Nice. You know, yeah. Undertaker still won, but he raised Jeff Hardy's hand out of respect. Yeah. Always Fan. like seeing that. 
perfect ending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's just my take. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm having a hard time uh, picking out a ladder match really uh, on the spot. To, you know. I mean, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I did take a look at some. Um, the the one that stands out to me would be the Edge versus Jeff Hardy yeah. uh, in 2009. I remember specifically... What? That was just giving you a thumbs no, up. That was a good one, yeah. Um, this was actually one of the... This was very... I stopped watching very soon after this. Yeah. Just kind of just fizzled out. Um, but I do remember this one going down. So this was clear in your mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, they, and both those guys are really good at, at, at ladder matches. Yeah. So it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely one of the classics of all time. Ladder matches being a relatively new kind of thing in wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's been around for a little bit. Um, you know, there is definitely guys who specialize in these kind of things here. Right. Moving swiftly along here, uh, Ellis John Hudson, and uh, he's at Mushroom underscore Hudson on Twitter, asks, what do you think about the 24-7 championship? Um, Steven covered this pretty well in Wishes, If Wishes Were Fishes. Yeah. I think it's a fine concept. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot that they could do with it. Um, the belt's pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, and I think... I think a lot of what people's criticism and and I'm guilty of this. I'm sure I am for sure. Uh, I think a lot of the criticism towards the 24/7 championship is just based on what your expectation of what this mystery title would have been in the first right, place. Right. But I think that there's room for this to become interesting. I think that it should be, uh, you know, it should definitely have its place. What they make of it. It will remain to be seen. Yeah, you know. Honestly, I think it's a I think it's a really cool idea. Um, like you said, depending on where they go with it and how they want to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the belt is freaking horrendous. I, I, it's <laughs> super ugly. It's it's one of the ugliest belts I've seen. Um, but the concept is really really cool, and I hope that this belt in particular is really kind of a just a fun like throwaway kind of belt. Not necessarily like throwaway is not the right word. Yeah, but just. Keep it fun. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a serious blood feud over this belt. Just like I'd like that <laughs> a serious blood feud over the twenty four seven title. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, I, I just keep it fun. Yeah, you know, like like the the clamor when yeah. it was initially uh, w- when it was initially announced or, or whatever. Yeah, cool. Keep it going. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it speaks volumes to kind of, and I'm not to put anybody down yeah, yeah. but the kind of guys that you see going after the 24-7 title when they think they launched the thing it was already guys that were already buried on the roster yeah. so that's a little yeah. bit discouraging but I feel but, but we saw them but we saw them that's true know? and they're getting TV time which yeah. is great for them right um, I think there's a lot that you can do I will say to your point I think a blood feud over the 24-7 title would be hilarious <laughs> um, but uh, that's just me perhaps yeah yeah. Um, so thank you for your question. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, last draft standing on Twitter. Again, they are at last draft stand on Twitter. They ask, do you think a Bailey heel turn and cash in on Becky rather than Charlotte would have been a good way to freshen up her character as a champion? Um. Hmm. Yes. Interesting, Steven. Yes, I do think that. Um, just because at, at this point, I really... I like Bailey, right? Yeah. But I feel like I'm not getting everything out of her. Uh, that I, I don't know that she's not really putting forth everything that she has. And I do think that 
possibly a heel turn is a good way to freshen her up. Um, I don't know. I think ba- I think Bailey could be an awesome heel, honestly. Yeah. And we need some more heels. True. You we, know? we do need good heels, mm-hmm. too. Um, though I do like the idea of Bailey being a face champion and possibly Sasha coming back and being like, you know, you're, you know, I came back for a reason. You're taking up the spotlight, and I, pref- I if you play it like that, I'm just spitballing, mm-hmm. obviously. But I greatly prefer heel Sasha to heel Bailey mm. in that regard. I think you can still play up, you know, uh, Bailey being a sympathetic champion. To me, Bailey's a lot like John Cena. Mm. It's hard to turn her heel because yeah. she appeals to the kids so much, right? Um, but I think a heel Sasha would be awesome, um, and I think you could really make Sasha really demented and mm. turn and going after Bailey, and it becomes a blood feud like yeah. we were talking about with the twenty four seven title. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one would be taken a lot more seriously, mm. and I think that Sasha putting over Bailey ultimately in the feud would really put Bailey over and get her stock a lot higher and freshen up the character just in that way. For sure. I can agree with that. Yeah. Freshening up yeah. a character can be about feuds, not just like, oh, I'm going to have to turn you heel to make you fresh. Right, right. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, no. I can agree with that. I just think a, I just think heel Bailey would be interesting, and I think she could do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap up our mailbag with a first-time writer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Zachary Silo. Uh, you can find Zachary on Twitter at ZachShy130. He says, Hello, first-time commentator of your show. I have a question that uh, could wait until the overall show was reviewed. With Seth now Mr. Money in the Bank, what You mean Lesnar? Who did I say? Seth. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry, Zachary. <laughs> With Lesnar now Mr. Money in the Bank... What do you see happening to him? So, is it what do I see happening to him, or is it what do I want to happen? Fantasy book it, Steven. Fantasy book it? Well, I mean, I kind of already covered this in the If Wishes Were Fishes. Uh, I would love to have him cash on, on cash in on Kofi. Him and Seth uh, have one final match. Yeah. Seth pins him clean, unify the titles. Yeah. Now, what I think is going to happen is uh, Brock Lesnar's going to cash in on Seth Rollins and become the Universal Champion again. Because okay. apparently WWE hates me. <laughs> oh, that's so. sad. Yeah. Uh, well, since since you had that little little thing right there, I'll, I'll also say what I wish would happen mm-hmm. and what I think will happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, what I wish will happen is that... Uh, well, well, okay. This is going to be good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just follow me here. I'm following. Raw's about to close, and uh-huh. Becky Lynch is out there with the Women's cha- Raw Championship, and she holds up the title, right, because they brought up Becky earlier uh-huh. on Raw. They, they made a reference to Becky and Seth dating, right? Mm-hmm. And so Becky's holding up the title, and then you hear Brock Lesnar, his music come uh, blaring through the speakers. Okay. And you're like, what the heck? Is Brock going to attack Becky? Yeah. And the ref is out there. And Brock hands over the Money in the Bank briefcase <laughs> to the referee. He's like, I'm cashing in my Money in the Bank contract opportunity. Uh-huh. And the ref's like, I-, I don't know. Can you do that? Can you do that? And then, you know, Paul Heyman makes him ring the bell against his will. Yeah. All right. And then 
Becky. God dang. Be- Becky rolls up Brock Lesnar from behind and gets a three count. And then the ref calls for the bell, and Paul Heyman's shocked, and his head's in his hands. Yeah. And then we all we all walk home happy. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy. I, I would. <laughs> it would totally kill all of Brock's credibility. Yeah. But I think that would be fun. 100%. Especially if Seth's, like, interfered while the ref was, like, putting the briefcase over it. He, like, comes out with a chair, whacks him, gives him a stomp, and then mm. Becky rolls him up real quick, and the ref's in the ring. He's like, one, two, three. <laughs> that would be great. See, I thought you were going to go the route of uh, Brock Lesnar cashing in, yeah. getting the women's title, and then ruining that one, D- too. Defi- defi- <laughs> only defending it every three months. Every three months, until yeah. Until Nia Jax comes back. <laughs> And it's the worst feud of 2019 ever. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, what I do think will ultimately happen is Brock will cash in the money in the bank and he will lose. Mm. Uh, that's what I think is, is what's going to happen. Is I think he will okay. lose against Seth. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember an hour ago if that's if I said the opposite thing. No, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. It's a long show. If you remember what I said <laughs> earlier in the episode, please feel free to write us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Again, yeah. we are at Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen, on Twitter. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube, of course. Um, please do not forget to hit that subscribe button to stay in touch with us and get great content. Um, we are actually going to announce some amazing news here. Steven and I, drumroll please, are going to Wrestle Circus, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. This indeed. is a real thing. It's a real thing. We're yes. going to go to Wrestle Circus. We're going to have a little bit of a meet and greet with some of the talent that's out there. The main event is uh, a Scorpio Sky from SCU will be facing, he'll be defending his title. Uh, the, I think it's uh, the, the, the big uh, Wrestle Circus title uh, against Tessa Blanchard. Mm. So it's an intergender uh, main event match there. Okay. Sammy Callahan's going to be there. Orange Cassidy's going to be there. The Rascals are going to be there. Uh, a couple of our favorites that we just picked up on Daga mm-hmm. and um, uh, Aerostar mm-hmm. will be there. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Colt Cabana's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, Colt Cabana's awesome. Um, so we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to report on the show after uh, we go and see it. So definitely check that out ladies and gentlemen and uh stay tuned for further details but yes in the meantime it's been a pleasure to be speaking with you again don't forget to follow us on twitter at headlock talk go to itunes go to spotify go to stitcher go to youtube hit that subscribe button tell your mom your daughters your family members your friends your your sons yep your mailman your fathers your fathers um your 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 local PetSmart employee, your milkman, your milkman, your your uh, your hairstylist, your shoesmith. Yep. Tell tell them all about Headlock Talk. We would yep. greatly appreciate it, y'all. <laughs> um, and until next time, I am the Texas gentleman, Mister Tanner Pruitt, and to my right, the one and only Mister Stephen Grudy. Thank you, guys. All right, you guys have yourselves a great night. We'll talk to you again on Sunday. Yes, we will. Later, y'all. Later.
Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl, too, because I use CoverGirl Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation, America's number one anti-aging foundation brand. Simply Ageless is skincare and makeup in one. It instantly reduces the look of wrinkles and even skin tone. With hyaluronic complex and vitamin C for plump skin and a healthy, youthful glow. So be a cover girl like me. And me. And get better skin at any age. Try Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation from easy, breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. Cover girl. 